Hello there. Welcome to Two Gobs, No Job, the podcast where we talk about jobs we could do after being bumped from our previous one. Hello there, David Finch. Hello there, Martise. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Can I offer you a virtual biscuit? That would be fantastic. Uh, have you also got a virtual cup of tea there? Of course I do. I'm not an animal. <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> so, obviously, we should probably discuss our next three set of jobs that we've considered. So the first one, which uh, I mean, I, I believe takes a lot of university years and money is a, a dentist. Yeah, I mean, you say that. I've met several dentists, a few friends who are dentists, and um, without a shadow of a doubt, 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100, they're all a bunch of idiots. <laughs> I, think it's, I think they get given a leaflet on day one set of words to learn if anyone asks you how you became a dentist tell them that you spent years training <laughs> so so if sound, already it sounds like we could we could have an opportunity here to become a dentist <laughs> yeah if uh, if what i say is true yeah okay um i mean they must be pretty bored at the moment because actually they're probably at that with their families I don't know, like practicing all, and all their kids and their other halves because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> what are we doing this evening? This evening, I'm all going to put you under gas and inspect your teeth. <laughs> oh, not again. We did that last night and the night yeah. before. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe they could, uh, at the moment, we could suggest to them they like a Zoom dentist. Um, you basically get a, a webcam in your mouth that uh, the dentist can then obviously look at. And maybe that's what's keeping them sane. Just to feel like they're doing something. Yeah, you know, and they can give you the bad news, but not actually charge you anything. I don't know why, but I imagine that if dentists were still working, maybe like with the whole two metres apart rule in place, you know, maybe that could work. My big fear would be that the only way to make it work would be to have massive tools that reach across the room. Okay, so like, uh, you know that, um, that there's a really giant spoon and you have to feed someone else, like on kids' programmes, you have to feed someone else cereal from like a two-metre spoon. So they've basically got like a two-metre mirror <laughs> and, and other tools from a great height. So basically, they're essentially like, almost like a crystal maze-style dentist surgery, where the dentist is behind this big screen and it's just attacking you with these really long tools yeah i mean it sounds like yeah crystal maze fun house meets saw yeah i don't i don't think people are going to buy into that um it's going to be really scary isn't it then it's as scary enough as it is also would a dentist be able to do their normal trick of you know having these tools in your mouth from a great distance and still asking you about the weather and your local football team <laughs> while Radio 2 is playing gently in the background. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. It's, quite, it's not quite small talk, but it's definitely not like big talk. They're like masters of medium talk, aren't they? They find these weird areas, things like local things to talk to you about. Like they're, because yeah. they kind of semi-know you as well, because they remember you from last time. Like, yeah, the local football team thing is a good example. Yeah, definitely, you know, still playing, still wearing your gum shield. <laughs> Yeah, always um, teeth related. It's always it's always teeth related, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah, you're still sucking your thumb. No, I'm 36. <laughs> I've seen you. I've seen you outside Waitrose. I've seen, 
I also like how when they are talking medium talk, which I think I quite like as a phrase, they're quite nonchalant about it. So they'll be talking about your local football team and, and what you're doing and, and how's life. And then they'll be like, they'll quickly slip in something that needs doing that sounds quite drastic <laughs> to your teeth. But then they'll quickly skip over it again and go, did you see the weather? You know, and, and, you won't, and it's almost like it never happened. Like they never, they never sort of found anything wrong. And then you get to the end and you realise that the bill is astronomical. <laughs> And all those things they've slipped into the to the medium talk has basically cost you three grand. Yeah, it's it's what we call a shit sandwich. They <laughs> they slip a shit sandwich into the medium talk. They with you know they they add a bit of butter and garlic and you know a bit of cress and some meat. They slap all that on top of a basically we're going to have to rip off your mouth off. But here's uh, here's a bit of rye bread. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that they have to start giving you like a menu about what you should and shouldn't be eating for your teeth. Um, <laughs> they also can, dentists can also tell, can't they? You can tell like, oh, you've been eating like apples, but not just apples. <laughs> you've been eating like, like Brayburns um, and they know the acidity level of each apple. And it's like, you need to cut down on the grapes or lemons. I mean, not that anyone just eats a lemon like an apple, but I'm just saying they know, they know, they know the, you know, the acidic content of all fruit. And I think it's quite interesting. They can just tell instantly. Oh, and it, what the other funny thing is, I find, is that when they talk to the, the dental nurse and about you, and they make you feel like a five-year-old, even if you're like 40 or 50, and they're like, someone's been on the apples. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who are you talking to? I'm here. And he's like, you yeah. know. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think I could be had my hand in someone's mouth. Well, several mouths. If, we, if we're talking digital dentists, I'm fine with that. Like, if it's, a, if it's a lockdown dentist, I'm actually cool with that. I don't think I could do it physically. The only thing which I find quite interesting is don't tell me they don't have some fun with those dentist chairs. when the, <laughs> In um, between patients. In between patients and when they go home, you know. I reckon they've, you know, they, they've got, like, different settings, special dentist settings that, you know, take you into kind of, crazy like poses and stuff that they they probably never get to use on the patient <laughs> yeah okay uh, unless you ask for it you've got to be in the know yeah i mean i'd, I'd kind of like it'd be good to choose wouldn't it like you go i want the uh i want the hannibal lecter pose where it just puts you upright <laughs> as he's like you know working on your mouth or the kind of like thunderbirds pose where like you go from your head's like on the floor and your feet are like pointing towards the ceiling. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, stop. Yeah. Like, you know, I want to be uh, ejected like a Bond villain. Yeah. If you ever looked up at the ceiling and gone, that ceiling looks like it's been like replastered and painted a million times. Yeah. And this chair, this because... chair looks new. Like there yeah. was plastic on it. Well, maybe that's why they charge so much. <laughs> they have to buy a new chair every, every week because they wreck it. Okay, yeah. So they're actually, on the face of it, they take care of teeth. But really, they're chair wreckers. That's their real passion. Personally, I don't even know why they, there's all this false pretense. I would just go and buy a Top Gun-style fighter chair, like, for my dentist surgery if I was a dentist. And that might kind of, like, sort of, like, distract people while you've got a massive Black & Decker in their mouth. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think, yeah, actually, that's a good point. You could, if you make the chairs more fun, you know, like uh, some sort of 
Formula One simulation, for example, yeah. then you can do yeah. what you want to someone's molars. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe we've just, again, we've given the dentist a reason to become less scary. Or, or alternatively, maybe they, they enjoy being scary. They definitely do. This is part of my, like, wondering about this job. Is it'd be far too tempting to mess with people? So I, I just don't know whether, like, personally, I'd be right for it. So, for example, um, I wouldn't be able to stop myself. You know, I'm the patient's in the chair. I've got the kind of the little tool thing where I'm just, like, pressing the gums going around the teeth. And then I just I wouldn't be able to stop myself turning to the assistant and going, scalpel. <laughs> and and, it, and like a really oversized one like a novelty scalpel yeah that takes like two hands to to sort of lift yeah yeah and i'd be you know uh, I'd be, yeah. they'd come in through the door as they were called through and i'd be like drilling putting pictures up and go oh come on in sit down like massive fucking electric drill and things like that i just i yeah. just be tempted to piss be... around and prey on people which isn't probably a good trait for a dentist well, two things then, I think, if you're going to add to that, is I think you were, when they come in, you put the blindfold on <laughs> um, and you go, don't worry, I've done this at least three times in my 20-year career. <laughs> um, the other thing is what would be really hilarious, but you say about putting the picture mm. up. You imagine if, like, the picture's on the floor, yet there's, like, 15 half-drilled holes in the wall. <laughs> proving they couldn't actually use the drill <laughs> and then and then that would just strike fear into you wouldn't it already it's like and the, you hear the drill and you go no i'm not going to be that picture that doesn't get <laughs> i don't want to end up on the floor <laughs> yeah that'd yeah, be amazing that's the other thing i think the final thing is you probably get one of those novelty aprons that's just covered in blood <laughs> um like a butcher yeah or you might be on those one of those weird days where it's a job swap day. Like the dentist maybe has swapped his job for a guy at B&Q. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like showing someone around the kind of hard toolage section because that's all he knows. But actually he's supposed to be applying some braces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm feeling... No, I, I, this is not a job for me. I don't think... I, I, think, I think the f messing with people is funny. Um, I don't think that's the job, though. And I think that's probably that's probably twenty percent of the fun you can have chairs and messing with people. Apart from that, I think no, I'm, I'm I don't want to. Do yeah, this job. I'd be up for consulting in terms of making it more fun, less scary, um, entertaining chairs, etc. The only thing I thought that might swing it for me, you know, they've all dentists have got great teeth, so they yeah. they get given a new set of teeth when they start. So basically get free teeth. That's like a lifetime promise. Okay. So I was, I was thinking you get to choose. You know, you could have a, a whole mouthful of canines if you wanted them. Yes, it's a perk of the job. So, but personally, I agree with you. I don't think it's quite enough to make me want to learn that phrase on that piece of paper that they give you on day one, pretending that you've done loads of exams. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. From from drills, let's go to pens. Oh, I know what you're talking about here. You're talking about a tattoo I artist. Am. That's the next job. Um, I, this really appeals to me. You know, I love a doodle. 
and there's nothing better to do them than a human notebook. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I love this. I think it's great. The interesting thing about tattoo artists, which I, I think you probably realise, is um, a lot of tattoo artists practice on pigs. Oh, I did not know that. And when I, yeah, so when I, when I first heard this, I was kind of thinking about this farm of all these <laughs> kind of like um, pigs walking around looking like um, a yard in some gang prison in America. There's all these like hedged up pigs with like, I love mum <laughs> and um, skulls and stuff. And I, I thought that's brilliant. I mean, yeah, it'd be amazing to see a properly like tattooed pig. I've never thought help. about animals having tattoos before. Do you think they'd have them in the same places on their body that we do? Like, like a pig would have a kind of Chinese symbol above their tail. Yeah, like if you're talking about animals getting tattoos, probably pigs aren't the uh, the go-to. The, the go-to. Um, I, I would say if you're going to tattoo animal animals, it's going to be a kangaroo, right? <laughs> so I reckon a, I reckon a, you know you lift up a kangaroo sleeve, and they've definitely got like all the names of their joeys all the way down their arm. Mm. You know, there's mum on the other side. There's definitely some boxing gloves tattooed. Yeah, somewhere. there's a, there's a um, kangaroo skull of their first enemy defeated. And they've just got like kangaroo tears going down the left-hand side <laughs> of their face. For the kangaroos um, of the they are, kangaroo prison, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they've killed. Um, so, so I think, yeah, if you, animals are going to have tattoos, I think it's going to be a kangaroo. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. But if we're talking about other animals that would be ridiculous with tattoos, which we're not, but actually looks like now we are, then I think, um, I don't know, you imagine like a, like a little kitten with a really aggressive tattoo. Yeah, just like, fuck you, in across its face. Uh, yeah, I just don't think that's going to suit them. Or like really tiny animals, like a goldfish. <laughs> well, what tattoo would a goldfish have? Like a treasure chest or something? Yeah, like maybe a, or like a, a pirate patch. Nice. So anyway, <laughs> move, moving swiftly on. My worry, being a tattoo artist, is the classic worry. You know, you start a drawing or you start a kind of sketch or something. You're in it for two and a half hours. Your mind's wandered and you realise your beautiful vista of a landscape or, a, you know, countryside looks a bit of a mess. So obviously you screw the bit of paper up and you start again. It's hard to get like a new person <laughs> if you go wrong. You can't really screw people up and start again. No, um, so that's tricky because uh, it's kind of permanent. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, we've all seen those uh, those blogs where someone's face on the back of um, on someone's back that's meant to be like a president or a, a sports person just looks like someone in a car crash. <laughs> yeah, like the same person who made that statue of Ronaldo probably one of the worst tattoo artists in the world yeah i mean it, it wouldn't be the best uh, person to 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 get a really good likeness of a, of a of a famous sports person but yeah that would be that'd be my only worry but the thing is to get a tattoo is is fairly expensive so you'd be pretty hacked off wouldn't you if you've spent 400 quid for a massive back tattoo and it looks like your five-year-old's done it <laughs> Yeah, I think that's it. Like they vary massively in quality. If you're going to get something that's permanently on your body for the, re the rest of your life, you need to invest in it. 
So actually, there's probably if you're at the top of your game, there's probably a bit of money to be made. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think though, I think people have missed the trick a little bit with tattoos, really. Because if I was going to be a tattoo artist, I'd be, I'd be a practical tattoo artist. So I'd probably like get people's bank cards and oyster cards, like tattooed on their arm, so they don't have to carry a wallet around or something. Okay, so like Apple Pay in your wrist. Yeah, you know. Just, just if it's you know, make it make it practical. I just don't. I think having a a big Chinese dragon on your arm, yeah, okay, it looks alright. But what good is it to anyone? Unless, of course, you own the Chinese dragon. <laughs> what the the Chinese restaurant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, no, I'm not talking about a, a takeaway. Your favourite takeaway tattooed <laughs> on your arm. I mean, how could you forget? I just love the people that have their. Um, it, this does seem to happen in America quite a bit. You get a tattoo of your partner and then three days later they split up i think that's um that's that's obviously the big pitfalls of getting tattooed not your fault as a tattoo artist you just do what you're told really but well this this picks um, up on what i was thinking it's like how much input can you have as a tattoo artist that would be a big question for me because people will walk in with terrible ideas like what you just mentioned you know i'm gonna i'm gonna have janelle written across both butt cheeks what do you think of that and you, you yeah. either, you've probably got to do it, haven't you? But can you step in and go, you know, maybe just put a J on your arm. A little J surrounded by flowers. <laughs> of course you could, but you, you shouldn't. Well, that's it. So that would be my question mark. You know, the classic one as well is when people rock in drunk and they ask for, like, you know, a Tweety Bird or something. And it's some, like, big butch bastard who's pissed off his face and all his mates are just egging him on. Yeah, and yeah, he walks away with like a Tinkerbell just above his left bollock. Oh, I mean, if you're that drunk to get a tattoo, I mean, I'd I'd take great delight in that. I'd maybe only open my tattoo studio between the hours of one a.m. Yeah. and four a.m. outside a club. I'll have a kebab and a tattoo, <laughs> and I'd be there for those people. In fact, I'll have a tattoo <laughs> of a kebab on my chest. Do you mean like? Um... Like when you drop bits of kebab down your front, you want that tattooed? Yeah, like permanent, permanent chili sauce <laughs> and lettuce just all down your chest. So you, so like you know, you always you've had a great night out. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I just want to come back to what you said earlier about it being permanent. I think that yeah. is that's the crux of this for me. That's the pressure of the job, but also the brilliant part of the job. But I think it throws up some questions. So. You know, like an artist, should you be signing your tattoos if they're kind of permanent? Who owns the tattoo? You know, it's your work of art, but it's someone else's body. And then lastly, if it is your piece of art, does that mean that you could summon the people you've tattooed to an art exhibition whenever you wanted? And hang them up. (laughs) Yeah, of course you could. Yeah. I mean, it's your art. I mean, technically they've paid for it, but it's it's your name on it. So, yeah, of course you could. And in fact, maybe that's um, maybe they get a cut of the profits. If someone, the only problem is if someone buys you, like in the actual <laughs> exhibition. Oh right, yeah. Like if someone actually like says, oh, "I'll have that one," and the guys <laughs> go, "No, I'm not for sale." It's like, well, well come, come Apparently with me. You are, and you're not that expensive. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have a right laugh for this. I, I don't think there's any moral obligation to do what people say. The only, I think, the only problem is, I don't think you can probably be like have dyslexia. <laughs> If you're a tattoo artist, you might not get very far 
like in your in your chosen profession, it's probably a bit of a, a job hazard, you know, spelling <laughs> mum wrong. Um, <laughs> or he's got did on my yeah. arm or something, you know. So I, I think that's the only the only drawback if you if you kind of struggle with your words, you, you know. Whereas I think the drawing thing is, um, yeah, you should have, probably have to do like a test of how well you can actually draw. I mean, that should be part of the interview, isn't it? You know, can you tattoo this pig <laughs> with this can of beans or something? I don't know. Yeah, I think I'd take great delight in um, tattooing really drunk people. It'd be amazing. Yeah, the drunken tattoo artists just open hours, 1am till, well, people are drunk all day, actually. It could be 24 hours. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's either that, or I think another alternative is um, like pet tattoos. It's a new thing, right? You know, if they if they all practice, we've talked already talked about animals that could have tattoos. You know, why don't you bring your bring your goldfish along and, and have a tattoo? You know, and there's this pet grooming salons. Why can't there be pet like pet tattoo? Yeah, under one roof. Under one roof. It's fantastic. But yeah, I think I think I'm in. I, I, I want to do this. Definitely want to like draw really bad tigers on people's backs. But what do you think? I'm in. I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to go and try and find a pig. Yeah, now. I, I'm not sure I have the skills yet, but I like what you just said. People pick up on what's happening in culture, so they'd either right now they'd have pictures of tigers or the Tiger King himself on their backs, which I think would be quite funny. So you always you don't need to read yeah. a newspaper anymore. You know, you just follow what people are asking for tattoos and suddenly you're up on current affairs. <laughs> okay, I so I think... That's great. We touched on uh, uh, paying for people at the tattoo art exhibit there. Um, I think that's a nice segue into our next job, which is paying for the services of cuddling. I mean, when you first thought about this, I thought you'd gone lockdown mad. I actually found out it's a professional, real job. Professional I cuddles. was amazed. It's a real thing. Yeah. Who'd have thought it? Amazing. So, so essentially, you can phone one of these people up. They'll come round. They'll give you a cuddle for a set amount yeah, of time. Yeah. So the definition I found was that you'd be paid to platonically snuggle clients. So that's your speciality. <laughs> you platonically snuggle. So, I suppose the first thing is, how would you find out that you're actually good? At this? <laughs> I was going to say the opposite. Like, what have you found out? You were shit. Yeah, because everyone always says, oh, you know, I want to cuddle. It's like, yeah, but you cuddle with your knuckles. I don't want to cuddle with you. You, you use a lot of knuckle yeah. and elbow. That's yeah, not a good cuddle. Bits. The bits scratchy, your cuddles. Yeah, you can put some weight on. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, you're a bony cuddler. Yeah, don't want a bony cuddler. If I paid, uh, do you know how much it is, by the way? It's free, isn't it? <laughs> is it free? No, I don't. But I think, I imagine it's one of those jobs where you could probably make a pretty penny. Okay. Well, I'm going to do a little bit of um, search engine magic while you've been talking. In fact, I've done it. So it says between 50 and $80. Oh, they hour. do it per hour, do they? Not per cuddle. Not per cuddle. No. Um, so first of all, let's discuss that. I mean, that's a long <laughs> cuddle. You might not realise, but they've stopped breathing. <laughs> Um, if you're really good, that was a great cuddle. It'll be your last one. <laughs> when does a cuddle become a strangle? Yeah, and is it okay know. if they were paying for it? Yeah, 
I got paid to be strangled. Cuddled. Snuggled. <laughs> Maybe that's what a snuggle Ooh. is. It's a cross between a strangle <laughs> and a cuddle. Yeah, okay, that's good. That's, that's the original <laughs> meaning of the words. I mean, I'd, I'd say it's more of a struggle, really. But... Um, did you know uh, every professional cuddler gets given a copy of the Cuddle Sutra? No, so that is I a real not. thing with 50 um, different cuddling positions. Um, here are three. There's the yawn. There's the yawn maneuver. You're gonna right. You're gonna have to describe this in in, in great detail. Oh, mate. I mean, I we're gonna have to get one on the show because. I don't know what they look like. What, 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 what a cuddler? <laughs> or you mean the actual... I imagine they're just people, aren't they? Unless they're not. Oh, Unless yeah, they're animals. animals. Well, bears, bears would be yes, good at it, wouldn't that's they? that's true. Um, I think they would be in the kind of snuggle, struggle, strangle end of things. But is a, is a bear hug a cuddle? Mm. Or is that a hug? Is that a hug? What's the difference between a hug and a cuddle? I think, is it... To do with whether you're stood up or not. Okay. It's just coming back to your cuddle yeah. sutra then. Yeah. So, I mean, what I was going to say about this, you know, there are other ones like the Velcro touch. I don't know what that is. And there's uh, pinky play <laughs> as well. And what I'm getting is that this isn't just like a physical arm round embrace. I'm guessing pinky play is a kind of interlocking um, little finger cuddle. And then there's also one called like arm in arm position, which is, I guess, is like a kind of walking along a promenade type cuddle. So I think they're using the term quite loosely. Okay. My worry is that this is so, a slippery slope. As soon as you give someone the, the uh, what was it even called again? The Cuddle Sutra. I mean, the, the fact the that they called it that is ridiculous. I mean, my worry is that Monday you're doing a perfectly innocent no Velcro touch, and then by Friday you're full on S and M man locked up in a cage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so basically you have to make sure that you're not susceptible to maybe going yeah, into that. I think the, like you've got to remember that, that original definition. It's got to stay platonic, otherwise you're not cut out for this, Sonny Jim. <laughs> I mean, I suppose your clients would probably tell you not to cut out for it. <laughs> yeah, your cuddly boss would get an angry phone call. Or maybe an angry cuddle. <laughs> I don't know. Could you, do you complain by cuddling? <laughs> yeah, that, I think that goes back to a strangle. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the same way that tattoo artists practice mm. on pigs, maybe <laughs> cuddlers get to practice on other things, like maybe a tree um, or maybe... Cats? Can you cuddle a cat? Can you? Uh, um, can you do pinky play with a cat? <laughs> I don't think you can. No, <laughs> not for long. Anyway, not before it rips your eyes out. Yeah, it's good though. I just think. Go on. I was just going to say, no, like, go on. practicing before you're let loose on a real human. I think that's probably smart. And again, like probably part of the induction process. So it's good to know. Um, so you're not just going to be chucked in the deep end. You know, you're not going to turn up on George Clooney's doorstep and look a bit silly when you don't know how to cuddle someone professionally. Have you done this I've before? Looked into it. I've looked into it a lot. Um, I, what I would say is yeah, I, okay. I've done it unprofessionally. 
<laughs> what you mean for free? Oh, yeah, if you want to call it that. This is one of my worries about this job is that every time you cuddle someone in a non-professional capacity, do you feel like you're you're doing your job for free? So every time you like kind of yeah. go and see your gran or something, you give her a hug, you're like just automatically you're writing a check for her to sign. Yeah, I think so. I think you just you hug your gran, you go, it was seven minutes, <laughs> mates rates. Let's call let's call it a fiver gran. Yeah. I think that's fine. And I think it, you might get a bit of it might be a bit weird with your family. I think you know you get these people obviously sadly begging at traffic lights sometimes, washing mm. windscreens, you know, giving you roses for money. I'd find it much more interesting if you just started hugging random strangers. And then slapping a bill on them. <laughs> so you go, well, you were standing at the crossing. Um, that was one of my particularly good hugs from the from the hug hugger sutra, <laughs> cuddle sutra. Normally, it would be fifteen pounds for a minute. As it's you, you didn't look that particularly interested. Let's call it seven fifty. You know, you, you, I don't think you could probably argue with that. Seven fifty for a for a two minute hug at a traffic light, you know, if you're crossing the road, I think is is fair game. Why Bargain. Not? But I think I think you've you got, got to be good. You've got to have that confidence you got to, be the to know that you're good. Yeah, like you've someone's gotta hug you and like if you hug someone they've got to melt. Yeah, and and white dust like physically fly out of their coats. Yeah, and and maybe a rainbow appears as they're as you're being yeah, as you're hugging. A rainbow. Yeah, and maybe um, a hummingbird comes and gently sits on their shoulder. Or while yeah, you're and them. Uh, somewhere in the in the Amazon rainforest, a tear rolls down the cheek of a bear. Yeah, maybe all the bears. <laughs> the collective cheek. The collective bear tear. If you can do that, <laughs> then you're a hugger, my son. <laughs> this is like page one of the Cuddle Sutra. <laughs> The introduction. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we, have we just rewritten it for them? Oh, I thought you were um, reading it. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no. I was just, well, I, I wrote it originally. So this is, this is just the plug, really. <laughs> That's what this podcast has all been leading up to. <laughs> yeah, I already do. This is the job yeah. I actually do. Um, well, to be honest, I think this is what people say you can't, you know, like ideas. People say you can't teach ideas. You can't, you can't mm. teach creativity. I don't think you can teach a, a cuddle. I think you've either got I, it or you haven't. And it's on I that. I think that's on, a really good point. So that and the fact that like you've got to be the best. You can't franchise this. And this makes it really difficult. Like This will never be a global success. This is always going to be small scale with a small number of clients. Unless, unless you become, so like a comedian, right? Comedian gets good at what they do. They're playing the comedy circuit. Like, there's a cuddle circuit. So you do your local kind of cuddle circuit well, like, in your like area, maybe. getting up on stage. And then, so, um, yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe. I think, like, people watching other people <laughs> being cuddled is a thing. And I think someone goes, you should try this guy. Best cuddle ever. And then suddenly you're, you're cuddling in stadiums that hold 80,000 people. And then you've got, like, I don't know. You've got a big star, Lady Gaga's at home going, you know, I, I've, I don't need drink, I don't need drugs. It's like a really good cuddle. Your agent phones you up, 
you're sitting in London. Lady Gaga's in LA. She needs a cuddle. Get on the get on the plane. You get on the plane. You're over there. Thirty minutes work. Fifteen grand. So I think like if you became a celebrity cuddler, if you make it that far, I think there's big money to be made. But it's just you've got to get out of that cuddle circuit, local cuddle circuit, where you're you're making one yeah. or two quid. Then I think then I think you're making big money, and then I think probably you you end up on TV shows on you know Good Morning TV cuddling people um and and you're in demand yeah i can kind of imagine it working with celebrities in the same way that they've kind of gone with little dogs poking out of their handbags i think you would be the dog you would be on hand in the handbag ready to hug them at any time 100 percent, all the time and i think the people who aren't quick enough they basically like get sacked instantly and they and they replace them with another with another cuddler I mean, this is surely the easiest job in the world. But then everyone thinks they're a good cuddler. I think that's it. I think it is easy if you're you're good. So you need some natural talent. You probably also need to top up your padding. (laughs) Um, For natural talent, you know, make sure you don't go to the gym too much. Eat lots of fatty foods. Just maybe exercise, probably limit that to jiggling, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so you have to get in cuddling <laughs> yeah, shape. Exactly. I think we should at this point put a disclaimer out. We're not suggesting this, but people should get in cuddling shape because it may harm your health and others around you. Um. Yeah. I'm. I've never been more sure about a job. I, I think there's a few jobs we've had on here. Um. I'm just going to be. I'm going to go and write the CV yeah. now. Um. I'm. Do you remember some really good, good, because we're going to need some examples, like a referee, you know, like, I remember, you know, you can imagine it, can't you? I remember being hugged by him, like your old boss going, yeah, I remember it was, a, it was an amazing hug. The sun was just setting, beautifully soft, <laughs> highly inappropriate, but but he was in the wrong job. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, because ideally you, you don't want your CV to sound stupid, like your, yeah, your references are full of family members. Mark gives mm. Mark gives lovely lovely hugs. He has since the day he was born. Mum, how cringy yeah. is that? Whereas if you can yeah. make it professional, Mark turned up promptly. He hugs me at the door. We walked into the living room. Um, he hugged me again softly from behind this time. Like I asked, he left. End of transaction. Um, you know <laughs> now now you sound professional. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's got to sound professional. I also think you should you should show some like a bit of uh, business acumen. You know, get a spreadsheet of how much you <laughs> fleeced your nan over the few years. Get those figures in. I think if you're going to do it, I think you need to be looking at like, getting those figures, those nan figures, nan or grand figures from the hugs. You know, one thousand three hundred hugs since I'm eleven. Probably made ten, twelve grand. I mean, you're not going to stand up on dragons then, unless you hug them all. <laughs> And maybe get a, get a business. I mean, you can imagine, you know, Peter from Dragon's Den going, this isn't a business. And then hugging him. And then he just... Yeah, he, melt, he melts. All of his money. The money melts. Um, you scoop it up. Yeah. Everything um, melts. You raise a good point. Yeah. Can you backdate your hugs? Yeah, of course you can. Definitely. I mean, let's do some really quick maths. You got to your 30s, you've probably given a million hugs. Um, it's just to how many of those hugs have been, been wanted. <laughs> 
and obviously, I suppose you get more kudos for stranger hugs, uh, randoms. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I don't. <laughs> you don't sound sure. No, about I, that. I do you don't sound sure about the. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Like that awkward, like forced family hug, that wasn't wanted mm. uh, by either by either party. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be charging for that, or should you? Because it wasn't enjoyable. That felt like work. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You've got to enjoy it. I mean, I'm just thinking about it. You, you're right. You have to enjoy it. And the way you probably train is like, um, mm. it's a slow motion rugby tackle, isn't it? Like, you, you wouldn't go full out because, you know, you'd be taking grannies and dump down really hard, you know, like a proper. But, but yeah, yeah, dump hug, yeah. Um, but you might just be like a slow motion wrap around hug, you know. Um, maybe the England rugby team employs um professional cuddlers tackles tackle to safely. show how to tackle tackle safely yeah yeah so <laughs> cuddle safely never go below the belt or above the yeah. shoulders you, you don't want to be red carded like, in someone's living room no yeah, send bin that's a, that's send bin off you go have five yeah. minutes um yeah and then you find yourself in a police station again <laughs> anyway um okay so... let's, i think we should sum up I'm 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 off. Okay. I'm going to go and do this. I'm, I, I don't yeah, care. I think yeah. um, I'm in. I think dentists is going to be tough. Other than the free teeth and maybe access to gold teeth, I don't see us being particularly good at it. I think it'd be a lot of hard work. I think um, tattoo artists could be interesting. I'm especially interested in tattooing drunk people, animals, and drunk animals. And for me. Being a professional cuddler, I think if you find out you're a natural, why would you do anything else? I think you could even do it part time and make a killing without killing people, obviously. <laughs>